Hey, everybody. Everything in moderation, episode seven. Eric, what are we discussing today? Today, we're talking about taxes. Oh, baby. So just to like start the conversation on, what do you guys think that, like, what are taxes there for? Like, what are they, what are they aiming to accomplish? To help the government help people. Eric? Eric? I'm frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. What? You're moving now. Okay. So I think that the purpose of taxes should be to provide like a, I don't want to say safety. That's not the right word, but it should be to provide like the necessary resources for anyone in the country that needs it, as long as you're like a citizen or whatever. So if you're participating in a country, you should have the rights to, especially in a rich country, you should have the rights to certain things that taxes will fund. Like some of them are obvious, like roads, schools, um, stuff like that. And I think that we should be funding more programs like these through taxes, which is why I believe like healthcare funded by the government is a thing, because I feel like all people should have healthcare. And that's like part of being part of a country. Like you, you work together because like everyone working together will build something better than people like individually doing something. I feel like taxes is like how we bring everything together. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really add anything too much so that I mean, taxes are basically just like paying for the services that the government delivers to people. Um, obviously, there's a um, controversy in terms of like, should we tax the rich more or like at exorbitant amounts or whatever, which a lot which creates disagreements between the um, left and the right. But there. I mean, like, we're all, like, middle-class kids. So, like, in a way, I kind of feel like we're a little more unbiased, but, like, we all have our opinions on that. So we're going to get into that. I'd say one of the bigger controversies besides that is whether or not we should tax people at all. That's true. Not just let people, like, do it themselves instead of taking their money. Is anyone really debating for that, though? Would, would you argue for that or no? I mean – prove to me that the government knows how to spend my money better than I do. That would be an awesome thing to measure, but I don't know if we can. <laughs> I mean, I like the police. I like roads. I like schools. I think those are all good things. I think they're kind of necessary for a functional country. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I agree, but I think that the government spends too much money on social programs that don't work and they should be cut and that money should be given back to the citizens. What social programs do you think that don't work? Any and all social welfare programs, none of them work. And how do you think we should replace those programs or just cut them completely? I think that they should be cut until something that works is put in place because they don't work. And I don't want to just keep throwing my money at something that doesn't work. But what about the people who rely on that? It's unfortunate that you are buying into a failing system. I'm glad you're not my president. <laughs> um, Listen, I think that taxes are obviously necessary. Um, I think that, I mean, like if we're going to get into the Biden and Trump tax plans, um, I actually just want to bring up real quick the 50 cent tweet. <laughs> the, 50 cent, the 50 cent tweet actually turned the social media on its like 
turned it over. It was crazy. Um, let me see if I can find it. Real quick. I'll just read it. Um, so he took a picture of this. Let me share my screen real quick. And for those listening, I'll just read it. Um, so 50 said, what the fuck? Vote for Trump. I'm out. Fuck New York. The Knicks never win anyway. I don't care. Trump doesn't like black people. 62%. Are you out of your fucking mind? So he attached the graphic from, I can't tell what news site that is, but uh, it's top tax rates by state under Biden tax plan. So California would be 62.6%. New Jersey, 60%. New York State, 58%. New York City, 62%. A lot of what people don't realize, though, is that... um, that is only for people that make over $400,000 a year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and Eric, I think you, you kind of know how that works better. It's not like if you make $400,000, you're not taxed 62%. Like you're taxed whatever you make after 400000 And you think it's okay to tax? Yeah. So if people. you made like $500,000 a year, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, um, I'll just keep talking until Eric gets back. So I don't think that it's fair that because people make more money, you take half of that, over half of that extra money just because that's ridiculous. And why do you think that? Because it's not the government's money. It's the people who earned it money. Uh, the, there's like an argument saying that like... Um, that the government provides the people a platform in a way to like make their money. What do you feel about that? No one making four over four hundred thousand dollars a year is getting anything from the government. Okay. You're Fair. not working a government job if you're getting over four hundred thousand dollars a year. So the government's not helping you there. They're just taking over half of your extra money that you earned by yourself. Eric. You're moving now, so welcome back. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't hear the beginning of that, but I'll just respond to what Sean said because it kind of pissed me off. Um, <laughs> like the, this, to say that you're not getting anything out of that is absolutely absurd. Because what if your house catches on fire? You don't like you're, you need a fire department. What if someone commits a crime? Tax department they're paying their taxes on the four hundred on the original four hundred thousand dollars that they made, which goes to the fire department. They're paying all their taxes that they're supposed to. Now you're adding on an extra tax because they make more money. It's not an extra tax. It's just a tax bracket. Your tax is based on how much money you make. When you tax an extra percentage because you make more money, that's an extra tax. It's literally penalized. Can I share my screen? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you don't. You don't have permission. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna make you host. Okay. Oh, host now. I'm about to get kicked. (laughs) <laughs> all right can you guys see this yes uh-huh. so i people are getting absolutely outraged by the fact that the top tax bracket is it would be 60 percent in some states under biden's plan but if we look throughout history it's not that crazy there was 95 percent in the top tax bracket in like the 50s 40s 60s i'm pretty sure this is what this is saying um but basically my point is people are acting like it's 
absolutely ridiculous to tax like that much of a percent. But if you have that much money, only that part is getting like only the part over $400,000 is getting taxed at that rate. And those be like after that much money, like I think I'm frozen. No, you're good. We still heard you though, so you're good. Continue, continue right where you left off. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Technical difficulties. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. First of all, I don't think it's like ridiculous to tax sixty percent the highest tax bracket. And I also think if you have that much money, you have more of a responsibility to fund the government programs. Um, I have a question though. I don't know if you're familiar, Eric, but so take um, New York City, for example, 62%, right? Yep. So that's after, that's what your taxable income is after 400,000. So like you said, you put said 500,000, the extra 100,000 would be taxed at 62%, correct? Yep. Okay. So now what about like the actual taxes do they pay? Like, do they still pay the taxes that they were already paying? Like the, the tax bracket that they belong to already? It's like every tax bracket. So like your first $10,000 is taxed like 0%. Your next, I don't know the exact number, probably like 20,000 is taxed at like 5% or whatever. And then it like keeps going up. Can you explain that again? I did, I'm not sure, sure I understood. Um, I'm just looking at some things and I'm gonna check the tax bracket still. Oh, so if you make zero to $9,700, you're going to like, this is even like if you make like more. So mm -hmm. let's say you make a million dollars a year. Um, the first $10,000 you make is taxed at 10%. And then everything from 9,000 to 40,000 is taxed at 12%. And it doesn't get like to a high number until I don't know, like 200,000, which is 35%. So like you're not your all of your money is, is would be taxed at 60%. It's only what you make after you enter the highest tax bracket. So if you're making $400,000 on the nose, you're not getting taxed at 60% whatsoever. Well, what, okay. So that, then my question is now, what is that person getting taxed? If they're getting taxed the 35%, which would be their bracket that you that we see on screen right now. Yeah. That, that would only be the $200,000 from 200,000 to $400,000. So that's taxed at 35%, whatever that would be. But yeah. the, like the first $10,000 they make is only taxed at 10%. Okay. So like not, not all of their income is taxed at that 35%, only the last $200,000. Okay. Makes sense. So now, um, Sean, how do you feel about a system like that? I don't think that it should continue increasing after a certain point. It should stick. It's penalizing people for making money and being successful. So do you think, so what would you do to, um, change that or make that better i would have a cap on the amount like the percentage you're able to tax on income there is a cap no. right now it's 35 percent. and i'm saying it shouldn't increase it shouldn't be 62 percent on any thing the government well, is think not entitled to more of the money than you are of the money you earned I think you're you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're saying it's like punishment. It is a it's pun not punishment. It's supposed to help all like before the people. And it's punishing the people that make more money. Which means I have no incentive to keep my money as a liquid form or in physical form or in a bank account. I'm just going to continue to put it into the stock market or something 
or put it in a bank overseas. Now that's so, another, I think that's, that's another situation that Biden presents. I think that Biden is raising the capital gains tax. Eric, do you know that? I have no idea. Okay, hold on. Let me, I'll take I'll take a look at you too. Hash it out, hash it out for a second. <laughs> we should um, we should segue this into what we were talking about in the group chat the other day and talk about like an asset tax. That is an interesting one because I read an article um, a couple weeks ago from the Washington Post, and it basically said that the effective tax rate for the top four hundred earners, like the four hundred top four hundred family earners, is like the effective tax rate is less than the bottom income bracket. So basically what that's saying is like, um, because of all like the write-offs or whatever you can do, I don't know how rich people do it, but those 400 richest families are paying a 23.6% tax rate and the lowest people are paying an average of a 24% tax rate. And I think that's absurd. And yeah. because there's so many loopholes in the tax system, I don't, I don't think just raising like the, the highest tax bracket is a good solution. I don't, I think it's like a band-aid and won't work. That twenty-three. Yeah, go ahead, Christian. Sorry, go, Christian. Well, do you think? Do you think that tax forms and like, I know your brother could maybe speak on this. Eric's brother is an accountant. So, um, do you think that tax forms are way too complicated in the sense where like it kind of like discourages people? It's like not like try to like, get out of it. I feel like it's intentionally like that, yeah. so that you need to like kind of be rich to like hire someone to do it for you to get all the loopholes essentially That's exactly like it's becoming exactly more acceptable do you think that it's wrong that we have to hire someone to do it and like not like not spend as much money yeah speaking of what our taxes should be paid for in high school you should learn how to do your own taxes it all comes back to education everybody 100 percent. it's all it's all intertwined as luke said in the last episode <laughs> so i'd like to circle back so there's 23.6 or whatever the number was that's lower than 24%. That 23.6% yep. they're paying is more money than the 24% that the less wealthy individuals are paying. Correct. I'm getting more money. I don't think that's fair though. Because the thing is, if you're, you can't look at it like that though, because $10 to the top, whatever people is like, it's literally not worth their time to pick it up if they drop it. But like, if you're in the lowest, whatever percent, like that $10 is going to go a lot further for you. So it's more important that those people have money than the richest people. So um, basically don't be rich or you lose. Money. No, like you can still be rich under a system like this. Like people are still rich. They're just not stupid rich. Well, I don't rich people. They earn the money. Did they really earn it though? I mean, if they invested properly and they own the proper companies, yeah, they did. They really did earn that money. What, um, if they, what if they don't pay their workers like a living wage? Are they really earning it or are they just exploiting their workers? Minimum wage is a livable wage. Disagree. And it's well, not I mean, if you or, let me rephrase that. Let me it's rephrase. statistically not true. Minimum wage by itself is not a livable wage, but it was never meant to be a livable wage. Wrong. It was, it was supposed to be minimum wage Wrong. is for teenagers and for people that need to work multiple jobs. No, stop, 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 no stop, skills stop. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. It's not. Okay, hold on. My screen. Oh boy, Sean, we covered this on the last episode, bro. Yeah, we literally talked about. This. <laughs> I disagree. 
you can't disagree. The person who FDR who invented, who implemented minimum wage said it should be for a living wage. You could disagree with it, Sean, but you have to understand like it was implemented to be a livable wage. Yeah, back in the 1940s. Yeah, but I I mean. But you're you're arguing for no reason because like, I found it, I found it. All right, so this is 1933. During an address, FDR gave about one of his many economic salvage package. He explained that no business which depends for existence on paying less than living wage to its workers has any right to continue in this country. So because of this, he passed New Deal legislation and set minimum wage. Roosevelt intended this rate to be more than a bare subsistence level. The minimum wage was created expressly to ensure that people of all scale levels, if they worked, could earn a decent living off those, thus a living wage. And you can earn a living wage, but if you have no skills, you should be working multiple jobs because you should not be getting paid as much as someone who has skills and works a job that requires more skill than you. Well, there lies in how do you become more skillful? Like, I know Eric is like big on the, like I remember just to repeat like what he said like one time, where he says, how are they going to pay to like learn more skills if they don't, don't have the money? Obviously, yeah, we live in the internet age where you can learn a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, if you go in, if you go in for an interview and your resume says like you didn't even like graduate college and you're trying to work at like a JP Morgan and Chase for financial advisory, they're not going to take you. They're not even going to, they're going to throw out your resume. Yeah, they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> you may be totally able to do the job. Absolutely. But that then that that that's the thing i mean that kind of segues into another problem but um but it's it's the sense that even if you did learn how to do it on your own if you don't have that piece of paper telling you that you are certified to do it it's not worth it like it, you it, know what's a, a decent solution to that what? we have the rich people in the country who pay more taxes fund college so that anyone can go to college and make a living wage or we just up the minimum wage either way we tell colleges they can't upcharge their students by tens of thousands of dollars. I agree. Just to get back to the tax <laughs> portion, we kind of like went into minimum wage a little bit. We will talk about that again, don't you worry. But I love that. Um, I, I, uh, I looked up what the uh, Biden capital gains tax is going to be. Um, so right now it is 23.8% right now. Is that um, long term or short term? His plan is long term. I don't know what the 23%. I don't well, get I mean, I'll just I'll just read this. It's from Bloomberg. Um, Democratic presidential challenger Joe Biden's proposed tax plan includes raising long-term capital gains tax rates and taxes on dividends to 39.6% for those making more than $1 million a year. That would be an increase from the current 23.8%, marking the biggest hike in capital gains taxes in history. Given all that is going on with this election, the topic is not getting with the idea. I feel like it's a good idea, but it's not going to solve what he wants it to solve. So I'm not sure how I feel. What do you think that he wants to solve with that? I think that the whole point is is because these people who are like so rich in general, most of their money's in the stock market and in a lot of cases is in their own company. So when they want to like buy a house or something, they sell their stock and that's what this would be taxed on. But I think I don't think it's going to be very effective because these people are going to hold their stock till they die for the most part, and they're not they're not really selling those those stocks. So do you think that 
why would I sell my stock if I'm going to have to pay for it? Exactly. I'll just keep the money. So, I mean, it is unrealized gains. Like you don't actually have it, but it contributes yeah. to your net worth. <laughs> um, That's uh, why I think an asset tax would be more effective for what he's trying so, to do. So what would an asset tax um, accomplish? Well, basically, um, this was in Bernie Sanders' plan, so I'll pretty much just say what he said. But he wants, like, I think it was a 1% asset tax on, like, any stocks you own over a million dollars. So if you're, like, like a millionaire with all – because like, of your stocks, every year you have to pay 1% on whatever, like, net assets you have. So, like, you would include, like, your house and your stocks, I'm pretty sure. So if that in total is if it's worth, like, $5 million, you'd pay 1% of that, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. 5000 50000 so do you think that's a do you think that would go over well with i don't think that would go over well but i think that'd be a better solution for what he's for what biden's plan is trying to solve well i mean i could just uh validate what you just said because bloomberg's opinion piece said biden's capital gains tax plan fixes nothing so exactly (laughs) couldn't agree more (laughs) you, you were on the money there um I don't know what the implications of like an asset tax would really like encompass, like if it was actually put into practice. Um, I think I was like, I was like, okay, like reasonable until you got to the house part. When it got to the house part, I was like, eh, like, <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of put me off. It also off. includes automobiles and I don't think it, I don't think it does. Because if you think about it, a house is a liability and like a car is a liability because you keep putting money into it, like to upkeep it. An asset is something that you have that you could be that you could use for leverage. And granted, yes, you could sell your house, but wait, sorry, let me correct that. Bernie's plan is a one percent tax on wealth above thirty-two million for married couples, not one million. Okay. So thirty-two million. That would be wealth and that would just be in general. Like assets, total assets. Okay. Well, if you have thirty-two million dollars of stocks and shit that's pretty fucking wild that's what i'm saying like i feel like that (laughs) like having a one percent tax on those people like it depends how we use the money obviously if we use the money in the right way i support it i think that is the biggest like issue that anyone could have with the more taxes and that's normally what comes about like the the taxes on the right and left thing and we talked about um norway in a past episode a while ago and the thing is, is like if I lived in Norway and they were like delivering everything that they're delivering to me, I have no problem. Like I would have no problem paying those taxes. Right. But yeah. it's now it's the issue here is that you don't really like you don't really. It, you can't really see like what you're paying for in a way like you. I'm trying to put it like in Norway, it's easy to see what you're paying for because free college, healthcare. You know, like you, that's like, it's concrete. Like you can see it. Whereas like here, you're like, you don't really know if it's getting better or not. Yeah. You can look at facts and figures, but does it, does facts and figures really, does facts and figures count more than experience? Like your personal experience does. That's a good point you raised. Um, like, that's why I think you should have a say in what a, a percentage of your taxes go towards. That's oh. part of Andrew Yang's platform. So let me mm-hmm. throw it out there. um but you know just to go back to norway for a second i think that the biggest reason why that system works is because they've created a political culture 
where it's like pretty much free from corruption. Um, if you actually, there is a world corruption index. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at this the other day, actually. And so, like the freedom index or something. It is corruption perception. So like, it's like, I don't, I don't, you can't really measure corruption, I guess. But um, let's go 2000. Uh, let's see. Okay, I just pulled it up. Um, let me share my screen. Oh, wait, Eric, you can host for a second. Um, how do I do that? You just click on the three dots and make those. Okay. So let's do that. All right. Norway's sitting there yeah, pretty one. at seven. <laughs> so um, the U.S. is 23, just to put that in perspective. To be honest, out of 100. what was that? 69 out of 100. Yeah, it's a passing grade in the business school. <laughs> um, <laughs> the UK is uh, 12, <laughs> Norway 7, we got Russia 137, Oof. China 80. All right. Um, but yeah, that's again, that's the thing with Norway that I have. Um, it's like a, and another thing that like you have to like actually take into account with like Norway, it's a very like homogeneous um, region. Like everyone who's there, like mostly Norwegian, right? Whereas like here, we have all different like types of different people, and that's a good thing. I think that's like a actually like a competitive advantage in a way, but it does lead to like disagreements, which obviously as you can see here, but. Um, I don't like this argument. What do you mean? I feel like, because um, you're saying like it's a homogenous population, so like they tend to like agree more. But I think if you ask anyone on the street, they'll say I'm an American. Yeah, like, like they identify as an American. I don't, the same I don't, way the same way they would in Norway. I don't agree with that. I think that normally when yeah. you ask when you ask someone, like if I ask you what you are, right? I feel like you would probably say like what your ethnicity is. I'm an Irish American. Yes. So like it's your ethnicity first. And like I always notice that because I said, if you are here, right? Say you're Portuguese. You say to someone here, oh, I'm Portuguese. But like you're not actually from Portugal. But then when you when you go to Portugal, you tell people that you're American. Yeah, but that's my point. I think everyone in this country would identify as an American. And I hope so. But I I I don't know. It's that's where I think the the, the argument kind of falls apart. Okay, I feel well, like and, if we and, were more Go ahead. And well, I mean, I was just like saying that as just like an aside thing. That wasn't really my argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just the fact that um, the political culture that Norway created is like to create a better life for the people. Whereas here, that's what it is in writing per se, but I just don't feel like that's the um, motivation. I agree with that completely. I just don't think, yeah, I agree with that completely. So if you could find the way to change our entire political culture to where the point is like you don't just get like a good generation to like fix things like say like our generation grows up and we like put this country into a better place right it doesn't really matter if the next generation just wants to take it all down they, they hated what we did right 
because even if like you do show good results, there is some people that are going to be like, no, 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 fuck that. Like we're going to do it my way. Right. And that's good because like, I mean, not even good, but like, it's good in a way because you get different ways to do things. But if you, as long as you get corruption out of politics, then you could start moving forward more in my opinion. Do you consider like lobbying corruption? Cause it's illegal. Yeah, absolutely. yeah I agree. So lobbying is legal bribery. Yeah. I don't know how, like, how that happened. How do we let that happen? I don't understand. Because someone said I can make a lot of money if I let these companies pay me. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Yeah. I mean, hey, but um, now we didn't really mention Trump's tax plan at all. Let's actually take a look at that. I feel like a lot of people think a lot of like middle class people think if like Trump's tax plan would help them like a lot. But in reality, like I think I saw a stat that said the average someone saved under Trump's tax plan was like two thousand dollars. Trump's very um, big business heavy. Yeah, it's very good for corporate tax taxes. Yeah. I mean, if you, I guess you can make the argument that um, some people think that like lowering the corporate tax rate would help everyone. But I don't necessarily agree with that at all. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of the main arguments I hear for Trump is that like, if you like the whole tax thing is like, um, there's more, like, it's not like pissing off the corporations, so, like they'll hire more workers, but I don't know if like, that's a causality type thing. Yeah. Um, Eric, I love how Democrat you are. I'm not Democrat. <laughs> don't say that. I well, fucking hate the Democrats. We're socialist, which is on the Democrat side. Oh, so, wow. He hated that that much. It throws. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just, we'll wrap it up with Trump's tax plan if I could find it. You two take a look, see if you find anything real quick. But we have the individual income. Like, I've heard that, like, some people, like, my dad said that he did better under, like, Trump than he did, like, under Obama. Um, obviously, that's just, like, an individual type thing. And, like, who knows if that's actually the president influencing the uh, positive growth in terms of personal wealth. Or is it just, like, you just had a good, a good year? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, to bring it back, I'm, I constantly reference that, that uh, conference I went to a couple weeks ago. But he said that, like, the, it was Jason Furman who said that he did not believe that the president really had much of a bearing on how the economy did. That was his. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Could be true. I don't know. I mean, they introduced plans. But they have to do a lot of bartering to get those plans to the floor and then to pass. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like 99% of the plans people come up with are going to be changed because like because of how our political landscape is like, the, like they would never pass something like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to say it, but if like the Democrats want something and they propose it by the time it like actually gets to become like a law, it's completely changed. Yeah. That's why it's kind of weird how like there's not more cooperation because it's like, why do you keep wanting to like waste your time and money 
like creating this plan only for it to get ripped down in like two years. Because everybody has constituents that they have to make like them so they get reelected. Correct. Point. <laughs> so Trump's, Trump's uh, campaign tax proposal falls under two categories outlined in the agenda, jobs and, and our reliance on China. Um, with additional details on the proposals to be shared over the coming years. So this was from uh, August 25th, 2020. So it's a little backdated, but still. Um, first, an unspecified tax credit for companies. Second is allowing 100% expensing for current industries, pharmaceuticals and robotics that bring manufacturing back to the United States. Are you looking for Trump's tax plan? Yeah, I'm reading like about it on Tax Foundation right now. I have like the personal tax rates that he changed. Yep. Go ahead. Um, top rate fell from 39.6% to 37%. Um, and then everything else fell by around 2%, 28 to 24, 25 to 22, 15 to 12. And then 10% was the lowest. It stayed the same. Interesting. I wonder, like, we'll have to look at it. We don't have enough time to look at it. But if we were to look at like how that affected the economy because the big thing is like republicans like to say that oh lower taxes equals better economy not necessarily true um lower taxes means more freedom and more you're able to spend your money instead of the government spending it yes that's another argument that they bring up um i would i would agree that it, it gives freedom to rich people more but not to poor people I think rich people have enough freedom, even when being taxed at higher rates. That's that's basically the thesis of my argument. I'll say there's there's a lot that goes into that too, where it says like, oh, if you're not paying like taxes on like if your taxes are lower, like as a like lower income um, citizen, like you'd have more money in your pocket. For, like that's the argument that I normally hear. Um, and then you spend more. Yeah. Stimulates the economy. That's that. Yeah, that's part of my my point. Too. so any closing thoughts we have like four minutes left so um quickly how would you guys feel if uh if like the we increased taxes and it was funded and it funded like a ubi how would that work like instead of um as sean says the government spends your money we raise taxes and we just give everyone money instead so why and, not not raise taxes and give people their money and leave it in their pocket to help the people who don't have that much money and stimulate local economies. That's sort of what tax credits do, no one. Tax credits? And yeah. there Not familiar. is where you have a little something going for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? There's where you have a little something going for you. Do you agree with what I said? Like, yeah. Yes. But I also don't necessarily agree that it should cost other people more money. You're afraid of the dreaded R word, redistribution. All right, let me just read this real quick. Yeah. Three minutes. I don't so, think should be redistributed. So a tax credit is um, <laughs> when you <laughs> subtract tax credits from the amount of tax you owe. There are two types of tax credits. A non-refundable tax credit means you get a refund only up to the amount you owe. A refundable tax credit means you get a refund even if it's more than what you owe. So sort of like what you just described to me that that immediately got me thinking of like tax credits. Yeah, but I would say the people who are like in that situation who are like poor don't know how to do that. Yes. It's 
to don't know how to take advantage of it. So it's like a double-edged sword there. Yeah. I mean, I like, I guess like what you're saying, like it makes sense. Um, I think what you're suggesting would give them like more, like it's in their hands type thing. Whereas like the tax credits is what the government wants to give you. Yep. Yeah. Perfectly that, said. Yeah. That's what, that's basically what I'm getting at. But I think we'll end it at that. Um, good episode highlighting a bunch of different tax philosophies and whatnot. We will be sure to revisit this topic as many others later, but as information develops. Sean, do you have anything more to say just to close? I love that shirt, Eric. Thank you. You're not getting it back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it did its job. It got me into a party. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Thank you guys for joining and have a great week. Peace. Signing off.